Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie Fears, and just off the top, I want to say a big thank you to the Golden Tonsils DOS for providing the vocals on the, the new intro. Uh, I forgot to mention it last time and the time before when we didn't even play the intro so thank you very much dos you um yeah it was very much appreciated so anyway on to the show joining us Jono, how you doing mate doing good um the listener league steve uh seems like a bit of a resurgence for me i mean i was looking down the barrel of 24 hours in a maccas but finals are on the cards now finals are actually on the cards uh, can be in top six by the end of the week, and after beating Haircuts FC, got to smash him. So a good percentage booster. Uh, but it's it's unreal. Yeah, it's amazing how tight that league is. Like I was like, oh, I'm looking at finals two weeks ago, and like now I'm like, oh, I'm fucking looking at McDonald's again. <laughs> it's um like between fourth and last is is like two games. Two games. Yeah, that's right. I was actually I was actually looking at the AFL ladder, and I think it was fifth to twelfth. Or even I think first to twelfth, first to twelfth was was four games. Yeah, that's right. So it's, it's an incredible, tight. incredibly tight league in the the real football. Uh, of course, joining us the human period. He shows up once every four weeks and gives me a headache. Sato, how are you, mate? Thanks, champ. Um, I'm doing very well. Uh, I've um, to be honest, I've had a pretty Footy free weekend, uh, only seeing the games Thursday and Friday nights. But of course, I was able to catch up with the last few minutes of the game at uh, Metricon as uh, a lifelong fan. I was proud of how our boys got that win after the siren. That was magnificent. Now, I will say thank you to Doss uh, uh, for putting the voice over there, but I think we need to get him to do a bit of work because I'm actually going to start a petition this week uh, with all our listeners, uh, new and old, uh, I'm a little bit more supportive for our new fans than you are, Steve, uh, to actually get Cam's name out of the intro. I've had enough. Oh, I thought he did a great job because <laughs> he did. it was very well uh, at a different pitch to everyone. Yeah, yeah <laughs> yes. Fucking perfect. Yeah, yeah it was. But, uh, yeah, no, it was good. Look, and and to be fair, look, the Suns were obviously the big story, yours, mine, and ours, uh, with an yep. amazing win, which, thank Christ, because I tipped them in the work tipping, and I really need the, uh, the, the prize money, to be honest, as the poorest <laughs> man in fantasy football. But some people had a mare this week. Tigers fan, John Ralph, had a bit of a mare. Oh, he did. Uh, winning a Grand Slam, though, you, you can't complain with that. It's good to get up on the podium. That's <laughs> a big fan. All I could think was, uh, where does this bloke drink? Because that, that is... <laughs> how, many, how many toilets does this place have? Yeah, holy hell. <laughs> this, this could be, um, <laughs> be record patronage. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> onto, the, uh, onto the football. Man, there was a lot to notice and... I mean, the the main takeaway has got to be, whew, COVID is back. Like health and oh, yeah. safety protocols is is massive. They were just ripped through the line, ripped through a lot of teams, to be honest. And 
We're taking out key players. I think one of the teams in our league, Jono, they had seven unavailable players who were who really undroppable. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I was in a similar boat. I think I had three or four, not only going with COVID, but also injuries as well. Um, so it's, a lot of teams might have might be going into finals now, and that's really going to affect your balance. So you hopefully, um, depending on how big your benches are, you've got fit and available players ready to rock and roll because, as you said, it looks like uh, COVID has reared its ugly head again. Yeah, unbelievable. Did did you take anything else away from the week? Or Yeah, yeah a couple of things. Um, I might have said it a week or two ago, we saw Jack Sinclair get the tag, and this weekend we saw both Bailey Dale on Friday night get the tag and Jordan Dawson tagged in the Hawthorne game. So it looks like the halfbackers... Uh, tag is back in vogue again. Yeah, I was looking at that Jordan Dawson one because we're, we're sort of we're locked into the to the top six in our home league, and, and there's an opponent, and he's got he's the Darcy Parish owner. He's also got Jordan Dawson, and the Swans have Adelaide. Uh, Adelaide have the Swans. Sorry, I should say. Mm. Man, he's gonna absolutely get that tag. I got to think. Yeah, absolutely, and also. Um... The new crop of mids that we've seen popping up in the last few weeks, like LDU, Warner, Newcomb, these guys, like absolutely having awesome seasons. And next year, um, going into ranking season, it's going to be really hard to place these guys. You know, upside of where of, of already established midfielders. Um, and looking at those guys like LDU and that, they've got a possibility of getting that forward DPP as well. We've seen Warner kick a few snags. Newcomb can kick a few snags. LDU's more inside mid, but uh, he has had it in the past, but I doubt he'll go back to getting it. But really interested uh, for these next, next crop of young midfielders coming through. Yeah, LDU really has been, as an owner this year, he's been uh, awesome. Mm. Stato, what about yourself? Yeah, well, as I only saw a couple of games and then some highlights of one, um, it's less what I noticed from the round and more of a reflection back on our face-off pod where oh, we argue between fuck. two players. Steve and I had a battle over Anderson and Rao. So two teammates pick two and pick one from uh, three seasons ago with Steve assigned with a number one pick. A couple of times I've asked him to concede and he has not. Uh, the time is now. Not for Steve to concede, but we're only assigned players, so we've got to we've got to roll up that banter for the arguments. But Noah Anderson is only in his third season and is still yet to show the real consistency of a Uber premium, but it's coming and it's coming quickly. He has a great blend of that insider and outside midfield role and potential um, to be absolutely elite at both bit like Andrew Brayshaw, and we know it's taken a little bit of a time for him to really break out. But I think his serious breakout is as early as next season. To me, likely to be an M2 next year, bordering on an M1. Watch your thoughts, boys. Oh, maybe. Um, where, Like, let's say if you felt that he was going to end up as an M2, where would you... I, I, I can't see people drafting him that high. 
No, but I think that's where his value is. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. So I, I think he's, like Andrew Brayshaw, he was actually taken reasonably late in drafts when you look back now and say he's the highest averaging midfielder in the competition. Yeah, sh- sure, sure, fair enough. And that's that's fine. And we always say to... to But I think we highlighted that Andrew Brayshaw is one of those guys who could be the highest averaging players. To, to get that, you need things to sort of break your way, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you told me at the start of the season, uh, Mundy and Fife were going to miss half the year, then, you know, that's a different discussion heading into draft season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's go back to the point, because um, you haven't conceded a few times. Are you going to concede yet? Concede. I forget the question. Anyway, uh, the things I noticed... <laughs> Oh, look, everyone knows Nosey was my boy from like yeah, the start. No, so, no, look, he's been better this year. There's no doubt about it. I've got that pod. I've got that sh- pod's a bit of banter. Yeah, I've got shares of both of them. So, um, look, just Fair happy enough. to see our boys, our boys rocking and rolling. So, um, Essendon this week. Whew. It's it's so tough. It's fuck. It's so hard Sons to get into the top goals. eight. Hey, Suns yeah. win that by five goals. You've heard it here I, I would imagine, I would imagine they'd win, but uh, you take nothing for granted these days. Like the top twelve is so good and even. Like it's there's so many. Yeah, there's no shoe ins at the moment, is there? No, nah, there's so many good teams. Like it's 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 crazy. Anyway, Trelaw moving to defence, uh, pretty pretty interesting there. Uh, Tom Atkins is a straight ball, and he was he was like on the waivers for half of the year, which is just amazing. And, uh, yeah, mids against pies continue to be just the GOAT matchup. So, again, to your LDU point, he's been really good this year, but uh, that was about a plumber matchup, as as you'll find. So yep. we'll just take it for what it is. And, and, you know, if you're playing finals in round 19, if you've got Dylan Shield, I think I traded in Dylan Shield this week with Parrish missing, missing a month. I mean playing Brisbane with no one and uh, Collingwood and North Melbourne within the next month. Like, holy hell, like if Jai Coldwell's floating around in your pool, you might take a look. Um, but there's certainly some points for, for grabs against Collingwood. On to the waivers. Sato, who you got? Yeah, in the shallows, I've got Sam Reed, 68% own, uh, averaging 80 in his last five and actually having some ruck time. So it'll be interesting to see what Sydney do with the ruck over the next coming weeks. So they've actually got two players that are injured. So that will be interesting. But he certainly get a bit extra time there. And he laid a lot of tackles while he was in the ruck. Cole Langford is 71% owned. Third game back uh, and broke out a little bit. We've been waiting for his uh, good role and good scores. It seemed to be back this week. Although it was against a depleted Brisbane with all so many COVID outs, but he got 108. Tom Papley's been in really good form, 74% owned. 83 uh, is his average in his last five games. That's uh, well and truly fieldable in your forward line. And more of a streamer um, for the shallows is Lockie Schultz. That's 59% owned. He got a 98 this week and a 72 over his last five. I'll just pull you up on Tommy Paps because we highlighted him last week. He's getting over fifty percent of Sydney's CBAs. Like, yeah, you, you cannot ignore that. And I think we've highlighted Sydney's pretty good run through the finals. 
Yeah. Uh, in my shallows, I've noticed Jack Bowes, 77% owned. Uh, seemed to get that role from Butterick on the weekend. Lacocious might slide into it, but he looked pretty rusty uh, in that game. Lockie Ash, um, he's... There's a lot of GWS defenders have gone down with injury, um, so he might, even though he's playing a little bit midfield, he's could get a role off that halfback line with Whitfield just absolutely stinking it up over the weekend. Uh, he's got the defensive mid uh, DPP, and he's, I don't know if he's still your boy, Steve, but um, Jesse Hogan with GWS now with the shackles free with McVeigh coaching, they're just playing fast attacking football and, and not worrying about defence and. But he was the only one who kicked all of um, GWS's goals on the weekend, but he's having a pretty good run uh, at the moment. He's 82% owned. Uh, whilst Jesse is going well, he's not my boy. When the tide turns, uh, then then I'm back on the wagon. Same with Hunter Clark, is it? <sighs> or, or is there a letter when I let her talk to you about that? I was actually going to do a joke about that, but... Um... Just leave it. Yeah, now you've ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> ruined it. I had this joke where I was going to be like, uh, I don't want, don't want you to see it on social media. Uh, you know, Mrs. Fizz has a profile, blah, blah, blah. Sort of setting it up as though that me and Mrs. Fizz were breaking up, but it was actually, she might tweet that I've uh, left Hunter Clark. But no, good, Jono, good. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Fucking moron. Uh, anyway, <laughs> did you lose to your brother this week? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Lynch, thank you very much. Yeah, perfect. Um, so I still had Finlayson, uh, 64%, still getting that rock time. Dick, Charlie Dixon's only 57% owned. And wow. He's kind of been fine. Porter, that, again to Whitfield, like Porter really tough to score against because they just control the ball so so much. Uh, and, and Curtis Taylor, 41%, has been... Good ish scoring. There's a lot of forwards floating around, so um, I just pay attention with these health and safety matchups. Like Brisbane was a really interesting one in terms of Rich being out, and and you might look at uh, Kitty Coleman. Obviously, then he was out. You go, oh well, Noah Answorth, and then he was out. So obviously, Brandon Stasevich turned in a really good score. Well, he's really the mainstay of that defence at that point. So. He was probably someone you could pick up really late off waivers or just the free agency pool. So I'd be mindful of those situations where there's a whole glut of people out. Again, Gold Coast is another perfect example of that with Jack Bowes scoring pretty well. So just really be mindful of those entire situations uh, where, where someone's been out in terms of looking for someone to score. So Because it, it, it could happen again. Will it happen in finals? Um, I'd say it's more likely to happen in the regular season finals because I guarantee uh, in the actual football finals, uh, no one's dealing with health and safety protocols. Fair enough. Fair enough. So did you have some deeper league picks? I certainly do. Blake Hardwick first up, 49% owned. Uh, a streamer, but when he's got the right role and not a closed-down role, he can go big. got 125 this week. Um, Brandon Stasevich, uh, 43% own. Obviously, a, a few defenders out uh, for Brisbane, but 82 in his last five and a massive one this week. 
Uh, Connor Nash, 47% owned uh, forward mid, uh, 74% in his last five after a slow start to the season. So he starts to pick up. Uh, he's certainly had a stronger second half of the season last year as well. And one, probably a bit more for the keepers, but it's good to see him building some confidence. Tom Powell, um, 48% owned, uh, actually scored an 83 this week. Oof, I remember having him as a top 20 forward, Stato. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's next year. Maybe it is the third year for him. Yeah, he just didn't get that inside inside role. Uh, anyway, on to the... Um, also, the look people's at awards. Kilda. Oh, the trade, the trade targets, defenders. Sorry. Have a look at them. They're playing the Bulldogs who just love getting scored against. Not, not just... Um, <laughs> just for fantasy, uh, John. No, that's true. No, they give it up. <laughs> um, not like our sons. Not like our sons. Uh, On to the, the trade targets. Who have you got? I've got Dylan Scheel. I mean, if you're still trading, like, come on. Would you, I'm, I'd sell Ollie Wines. Like, he's, everyone had him touted as an M, M1, M2, but I, I had him probably M3, M4. Um, he's averaging mid nineties. If you know, going towards the end of the year, he's still got the name value. People would want him, knowing what he can produce. Like we saw him, we've seen him go pretty big in the back halves of years previously. So if you could get a two for one back for him, um, that's something I'd be looking at doing. Like your scores haven't been horrible, but um, you might be able to get something to fix your lines, like your defending forwards. Um, if you want to give him up, if you if you got some depth in your midfield, spicy, mm. Stato. Yeah, so this is an interesting one because I actually wrote it last week. Uh, he's had a bit of a better game today, but it was against a lowly opposition. Um, but um, I'm actually quite keen to buy Adam Chera. So owners will be fed up with him, uh, averaging 80 for the season. So he's a real fringe uh, midfielder. Uh, I think he's had some bad luck. He's had a couple of injuries and a bit of illness as well. It's just mucked up his preparation. But I'm convinced he's got the ability and the potential scoring power. And yes, I am talking about this year, although uh, keeper league-wise, I'm even hotter on him. Um, But the challenge would be making a trade like this happen. Um, I think most of us have got thin stocks, especially with our injuries and our COVID out, etc. So it would only be a shallow league that you'd probably be able to get a trade done. And probably that coach would have to have him as his bench midfielder. Um, so you can offer him an improvement on the field, um, especially if you've got depths in your ruck. So like Jono, he's probably gone through 25 different ruckmen mm-hmm. uh, this season so far. Um, and that's an area that most teams are struggling with. So that's how I could get the deal done. But I'm still very keen on Adam Chera. Um, and noting I wrote this before he pumped out 108 um, today against West Coast Eagles. Uh, look, Sato, as, as the Adam Chera owner in the, the Draft Doctors Keeper League, you're only as good as your last game. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Sadly, yeah. <laughs> on to the... The awards, the awards. Um, John Jarrett's junk time. Well, there's three here, three here. Yeah, I got three too. So, uh, I haven't checked I out had, the last, I had one. last couple of games, but uh, Andy Brayshaw finished off with a 59. Um, 
Mitch Duncan seems to be junking it up the last few weeks. He came with 60, but I had the pride of Portland. Romarsh, 63. Ooh. Finished off with a 63. Big Romarsh, but... Um... I, I, I just... I want to push a, a case for Mitch Duncan. So I, I'm treating this like the... Uh, um, the old rookie of the year model where you sort of you put the the little space of the last few rounds as a, a tick box of how you can get the nomination. Mitchie's Duncan has actually had a 50, then a 60-point last quarter in the last two weeks. So that's 110 over the last two rounds. So I think he deserves a bit of John Jarrett junk time. Well, people were suggesting it should be the Mitch Junkin Award. <laughs> That certainly can't be sustainable. I mean, if you if you're looking to get Mitch Duncan, you can't sustain that. So dial it back, people. It's it's unsustainable <laughs> yeah. to score 110 <laughs> in junk time every two weeks in the last yeah. quarter yeah. every week. Oh, gee, Johnny, yeah. you're talking out your ass. That's it. Uh, yeah, you're ball, foolish, Johnny. Ball adjacent player of the week. Uh, I've got the Western Bulldogs. I could only find one. Oh, go for it. Go I've got for the it. Western Bulldogs. And oh, just Western Bulldogs. Yeah, just Western right. Bulldogs. Or um, salt. Sam Flanders. Yeah, I had Sam. Sam Flanders. I, I had Brody Myacek. Oh, he got oh, yeah. he got bloody defended I, to I dust. I brought him in. I brought him in this week because of the matchup. Yeah, I loopholed him because of the yeah. fucking matchup. He had four yeah. touches. Yeah. Can we? Can, yeah, that's probably. Can fair. we give Roses a mention? Um, I know he got subbed off no, at half time. injured, mate. But is that minus eight super oh. coach? But no one gives a shit about... It's not about Supercoach. It's about uh, stop, disposals. Stop bringing your alt-right shit in, mate. Yeah, Jono. Jesus. I would never. <laughs> well, Spargo, we'll about... Spargo <laughs> was up there as well. We'll talk about you on my uh, my, my other show on Thursday morning coming out called Credlin and the Fizz. Uh, my all right <laughs> <coughs> I, I do believe it's been delayed a couple of weeks because of her... Uh, her Vox Pop show called Street Cred. So uh, we'll see how that wow. goes. Um, but on to the... What's the other one? Amber, Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Lucky Whitfield. Amber Heard. Yeah. I've got two. So the first one's Jaden Stevenson. So he got given the plum roll. He even got a song from Dossie. Well, there's the um, answer. He right struggled. There, he cursed him. Yep. So he struggled and then he got injured. And the second one is, you're right, it's Lockie Whitfield. So we're talking supposedly an Uber premium who pumped out a 40 and did not touch the footy in the first quarter. Wow. Shocking matchup, though. I don't... Mm. Yeah, I agree. John. Port Adelaide's been very tough to Thank score you. against. Jono? Yeah, I had Lucky Whitfield as the Amber Heard. I had Doss. Just fucking... <laughs> yep, fair enough. He made a fucking nah, song about Jaden Stevenson. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. It was good content, but he was so Is he the only one he hasn't killed yet? Yeah, yeah, I think you're 100% <laughs> correct. Actually, out of all those boys who played, now let, let's, let's go. Reading. So Bailey Williams. No, Bailey Williams was the first one. So Bailey the Bulldog. Yeah, so remember absolutely. The book, the book. The Baby book. Fizz. So, so let's quickly go and let's see how much Bailey Williams scored this week. So we're just, we're just going to count this week. So let's be lucky if it was 40. Just, just popping up now. Um, no, really good score of 39. Um, <laughs> So let's uh, who who was next? Fiorini. Fiorini. So let's have a look at Fiorini. Um, so we'll just have a little pop down and we'll click into uh, game. Now the boys did really well. I'd say eight. Our boys he, he was were just superb. 
let's find Fiorini. Fiorini. He's no, he didn't play. Seventy-three. Oh, there he is. Seventy-three. I, I was looking everywhere. I was expecting him to be up the top, but seventy-three. That's not bad for an elite midfielder. Um, we, it was called a goat, wasn't he? Didn't we do a shirt for him? We we have the shirt available. <laughs> We have the shirt. So if you if you want to buy a cheap shirt, just go to the Draft Doctors website. Who else did he? Cluggage. Clug. Who else? Clug. Did he uh, Cluggage. Now I think he's got a, a tick in the box this week for for Cluggage. He's had a pretty good month actually, to be honest. Do his, he got a ninety eight? Do his super coach though? Because I got him there. <laughs> he hasn't been as great, hasn't he? No. Uh, Paddy Dow, um, I don't know how many touches he got in the VFL. Uh, we'll have to look at another website. <laughs> and Lipinski. Um, and Lipinski, of course. Uh, how foolish of us. So he's got 190. Uh, he Lipinski got 70. So we've got two 70s, a 39, uh, a VFL. Dow had 86 and, uh, in the VFL. There you go. And uh, we got from... Uh, Stevenson, a 34. So 230s, 270s, a 90, and a VFL. Ripping stuff. That's resume. Yeah, I would never take a shot at Doss because he's not on the show anymore. But um, anyway, no, no, no we enough. shouldn't. We shouldn't. <laughs> and he did the intro. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> Thanks, Dado. So, thank Christ we got the intro completed before we did that bit. It took a while. I took so much heat from that guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chris, you're killing me. Um, anyway, on to the awards. Uh, the the Twitter questions. Jesus, what am I talking about? You got me. This is what... You're a headache, Stato. You are the human period. I, I yep. there's, there's no other way yep. to describe it. Uh, Steve, how good is Ainsworth? Pretty good. Which one? It was... It was no, they're different, mate. So, 130? It was a lot. Is that what he got? No, uh, no Rankin. So let's just... Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he did have 130. No, So awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Um, good player. Good player. Uh, Breno says, fuck you, McGuinness. Okay. Must be, in a, must be in a deep league Show there. Show us where he touched you, Breno. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matty Faz, Jack Bow seems so easy in retrospect. Does he persist? I think he does. I think he does. Just don't put the boot on him, for Christ's sake. Oh, yeah, Matt. Yeah. No. Uh, Andrew says, is Papley playing the role we always talked about? Heaney playing? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yes. He is. Yep. Uh, Ollie says, asks, what's the Richmond Ruck situation with Nank and Soldo out? Also, tag watch Dawson and Neil today. Yeah, um, Nank. Didn't look too good after. Looked pretty innocuous, but didn't do too good in solder. I'm not sure. Actually, what happened with solder? Um, was it a soft tissue or what? Did anyone know on that one? Oh, I did hear, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But basically what they're saying, both of them are going to be out next week. Noah Cumberland season. Um, um, but what would it be? isn't it Samson? They've got Samson as well, who they gave a game to last oh, year. He's... I think he scored a two or three or something yeah, like he's that. A, so he's skinny as a rake, that kid. And he's had another year in the gym. Mm. I think they might go with Cumberland or something like that. But he got a two or three last year, so hopefully, you know, another 
12 months uh, building a bit of muscle. We might give us a 15. Samson. So Dossie should do Samson, a song. Samson Ryan. Yeah, there you go. The idea of Samson Ryan. Um, not sure what the song will be. Saving Samson <laughs> Ryan. God. Uh, Stephen says, should Sunday no longer be called Fun Day? No, it shouldn't. I was I had six of six tips, Stephen. I had six of six. And then things came along and got fucked up. I got fucked up, so I only ended up with seven. Doesn't that and, always uh, happen on you? When you yeah, it you does. Think you, you go, I'm going to get a nine here, and then just no. I didn't think. I didn't think. I was sort of like secretly in the back of my mind. I'm like, it's possible. It's possible. But you, yeah, you, you kind of know. Yeah, I went. That, um, I don't know. I got seven. I tipped the crows. I don't know why I tipped the crows. Yeah, I tipped the crows and um, Melbourne. I tipped Melbourne. No, I tipped Geelong. No, I, like I said, I had six. Yeah. No, that's Who was the I other tipped. first game today? Brisbane. Because uh, oh, we have to put our tips in early. We had to put them in on Thursday, and then all the players dropped like flies and couldn't change mm. it. I was like, ah, shit. What am I... So everyone's going to be in the same boat, at least. Yeah, true. Uh, Alex says, didn't get to watch it today, but did Hardwick benefit from Bramble and Day both out? Worth a look. Yeah, it's all about role. And with those others, that they probably want them with the ball, uh, especially Day. So he always has that sort of running role. Um, and Bramble seems to chop and change, but uh, I think that actually makes sense. Uh, but we saw Hardwick beginning of last year. He would have averaged 85 for the first uh, 10 rounds or so. So when he's got the right role, he can score. Yeah, Patch asks, I don't have a question, but every one of my trade targets who I'd been inquiring about, did well this weekend. So if you've got any requests, let me know. I don't. <laughs> he, he does also ask, how do I stop having imaginary football ruining every single Sunday for the next two months? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Good question. Um, that's how I feel. The Sundays are just annoying. Well, I, I don't really watch Sundays. And I have great Sundays. I don't, don't look at it until Sunday night and... You have a really enjoyable day. Yeah, just have kids and spend the day with them. And then when you got to record your show on Sunday night, you will have missed everything that's happened. And you're just like, oh, fuck, I won or lost. And yeah. I have to stay up till 10 o'clock cutting this stupid show. There you go, Patch. <laughs> Suggestions. It's a good solution. Uh, Ninja, Hawthorne and West Coast seem to be pushing. Does that change our stream matchup outlooks? No, it does not. I mean, the good, the good teams are going to pound West Coast. But you look at I, look at McKay and Kerno; they kicked five goals each. Yeah, I, I I disagree. I think things change enough. So yeah, with my matchup chart, I have that updated for the last uh, two months. So it does change. So like, say yeah. Collingwood, I. I you know, whatever, when Brody Grunny comes back in, that'll be a different matchup to when um, the idea of Darcy Cameron is out and that sort of thing. Mm. No, I get that. Yeah, I, th- I think it does change, especially with the midfield. Like, if you're like West Coast, their whole midfield was missing. Like, you can't tell me yeah. having all those guys back doesn't change. Yeah, but if they've got the queue in the rack, are they really going to put that extra percentage in to lay their tackle or do whatever? I wouldn't think so, especially if they're going for the number one pick. 
Yeah. I don't, oh, I don't think they'll get the number one pick. I think North Melbourne. Oh, yeah, or whatever. But yeah, if they're tanking, who cares? They they wouldn't have as much intensity to try and like to get the possession or the tackle or whatever. That's how I see it. I see your point, John. I like Hawthorne have been kind of up and down. So some weeks it clicks, some weeks it doesn't. So yeah, I think Hawthorne's different. Um, I think you know Sam Mitchell has got them up and about. I just don't think. I don't know if it players, the game plan hasn't clicked. I don't know. There's something just not quite right. Like, they're not tanking. They're actually trying to win and improve there, whereas, like, West Coast and North are just bad, basically. Oh, West Coast was so shit. They had so many dudes out. Like, they've had more dudes at 10 center bounces than other teams have had on their injury list. Oh, I, I really that, yeah. think that they're, they're different. And if they get some consistency out of guys like Shuey and Kelly and, and that going forward, they, they could be a different team to play against. Yeah, I'd, maybe next year, but I don't think this year. I think it's all done and dusted for them this year. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Xavier trade Anderson with some inflated value after his big score. Uh, no, is me. He's up and about. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on what you can get. I probably wouldn't, but true. Uh, Nick. Is Ballard's smother the greatest of all time? Finally dethroning Heath Shaw on Rewald in the grand final. Nothing, nothing beats Rewald in the grand final. I'm sorry, but that's that smother was pretty good because I don't like Estania one bit. Fuck, it was funny watching him run in, wasn't it? Did you see Rewald? Rewald had the sneakiest comment. It was brutal. Be like, that's that's the best smother of all time <laughs> on the broadcast. I'm like, oh Nick, that's that's. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It was a good one. It was a good one. Um, Michael asks, best keeper league targets who have underperformed this year? Stato, we haven't heard much out of the keeper leagues from you with your uh, injuries and, and unavailability. You're like a West Coast midfielder. Yeah, it's been a bit like that, mate. And uh, unfortunately, it feels like that. I'm, I'm bloody close to retirement, even though I've got a long time before I'm legally allowed to retire. Um, so I think we talked about one before in, in Tommy Powell. So I think everyone would have cooled on him. Um, there's a couple that have been quiet this year. Maxie Holmes, uh, I just think there's something special about that kid. Um, and I think as early as next year, so much more opportunities are going to be opened up uh, at Geelong. So I think he's really one to watch. Uh, Jeremy Sharp's been on the outer, only averaging about 40-odd. I think he's due to go massive next year, so he's certainly one to to keep uh, an eye on. Uh, I also think Finn McRae, uh, is one that's going to get great opportunities uh, next year. I, I also like Ryan Burns, but it just seems a fair way off the mark at the moment. So I, I'm a little bit unsure what's going to play out there. And someone that's starting games really well in Brady Ho, Brady Howe. Um, which way does he pronounce it? Um, H-O-U-G-H. I know who you mean. Uh, West Coast. Yeah. yeah. West Coast halfbacker. He just Brady, he who? seems to link up. How? Who? Who? <laughs> Hugh. Hugh. I think that's. I think it is Hugh. Um, I, I, he's just a really good link-up player, but he's sort of filling a, a little role, light time on ground, can rack him up, but he's sort of playing 
third or fourth fiddle to to Hearn, uh, Duggan and Co at the moment. But I, I think he's going to turn into a fantastic player. And and um, our other boy at um, link player, wing player at Collingwood that hasn't played this oh, year. Oh, Poulter. Yeah, so I reckon Poulter might be uh, good for the longer term. Yeah, I tried to keep. I've had Finn McClay, Finn McRae in and out of my team. It's just, it's hard to hold a dude who's just not even getting a game. Yeah, absolutely. It's more dynasty for him, isn't it? Because yeah. If you're only keeping twelve to fifteen, he's he's actually going to be in the redraft. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, yeah, one of those things. I still think I still think Maynard's a good trade target. Like once Dacos is out of that defence and Pendles is dead, like. Yeah. Anyway, uh, for another two years, three years. Oh fuck! At least, uh, Lech Dog, no question. But Noah Anderson equals go. That's right, Lech Dog. Because I tweet, I yep. retweeted our tweet from like the middle of last year, which was everyone flying off on Noah Anderson. Don't talk about him, everyone. Ooh. Yeah, I went back and looked at Rising Star. You, if you type into Twitter, Rising Star March, everyone's like, "Oh, Jake Bowie's going to win." And Rising Star, April and May, and and like all these hot takes from dipshits like John fucking Ralph. Well, oh Josh, Rashad. hey hey, what hey, hey what? Don't don't have a crack at the tennis star. Who? <laughs> what? What's going Duh, on? It's all right. Move on. If you need to explain your gags, John, I got it. If you need to explain explain your gags, Steve doesn't watch any other sports. That's so fine. No, no. Okay, fair enough. Josh, Josh. Josh Rochelle was a Monty. Anyway, moving on, there were some bad takes about the Rising Star. Um, yeah. Frio, well, I don't know what you were talking about. Um, the fuck happened with <laughs> Lukosius? Is Lukosius, I'm not, I'm not convinced Lukosius is a fantasy star. Uh, only if he's got the right role, but I think they seem like he was recruited as a key forward. They just, mm. just went with him light early. Yeah. Uh, Jaden asks, how quickly can I throw Lukosius back in the scrap heap and put in the pits on nothingness where he belongs? Uh, do it now. Do it now. Yep. Will's thoughts on bows. Get around him. Mm. Get around him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And that's, that's going to wrap it up for the week. Uh, it was a big week on footy. We've got the uh, Craft Doctors with the Category B. Uh, Sam from the Category B joined us on that, so uh, make sure you get around that. Uh, heading into the Fantasy Finals. Stato, thoughts, thoughts. What's what's going on? How's the Great North, Northern Territory? What's going on up the top end? It's freaking cold, mate. Um, it uh, hasn't been over 20 overnight for the past two weeks, which is just huge. So waking up, we're putting a wind cheater on, and um, it hasn't been over 30 degrees in the same time during the day. So we're a bit chilly at the moment, sort of 17 to 27 each day. Um, so it's a bit cold, um, so I'm struggling a little bit. Um, only just the one layer now, but I'll be putting a wind cheater on to go out in the balcony at 7 p.m. Uh, in about five, ten minutes' time. But uh, now NT's going well, mate, enjoying life as we all should. We should enjoy life every single day. As best we can, grand slamming it all the way <laughs> through the top end. Johnny, how's life as a dad? It's good. 
It's good. Um, you might have heard it over the uh, over the microphone. She's having full. She had a six week injections on Friday and not doing too well at the moment. Just very grisly, very grisly at the moment. Uh, sounds like you in our home league chat, Jono. Quite frankly, oh, there'll be a full there'll be a full child meltdown in the home league chat after this. All you'll say is <laughs> "fuck you, COVID," and "fuck you, injuries." Perfect, perfect. Just ram that into the child's brain. That's subliminal learning right oh, there. Yeah, well done, Jono. She loves it. Perfect. She'll come out speaking like the deceased James Khan, no doubt. Oh, she needs uh, she needs to learn the lingo. She's gonna, you know, she might take one or two persons, uh, someone spot in our home league in the next couple of years. So. We'll see what happens. As I hope so, right. because quite quite frankly, a baby could draft better than at least 40% of our league. Anyway, Agreed. thank you, listeners. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.